Pa' que tú bailes, pa' que despiertes. Toma, mamita, café con leche. Hello, and welcome back to the second installment of A Meal and Two Mics with Lila Rascaeta and Lena Martinez. Hey, Lila. Hey, Mom. Thank you for joining us again. It's a pleasure. And that music was courtesy of John Santos and the Machete Ensemble. And the song is called Café con Leche, or as my grandmother would have called it, Leche con Café. <laughs> yeah, she did do that, didn't she? <laughs> so cute. So today we are going to pick up where we left off from the last first podcast. We are going to talk about the truck days. Right on. Those food truck days that we had very early on in our hospitality career. And uh, what, tell us, Lena, what what is it that uh, launched you into the food truck? Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, the company that we started working with for graphic design and architectural design, the apartment in New York City, I don't even know if they exist anymore. Uh, I think they disbanded. But they had encouraged us to start with a food truck. This was 2007 era uh, when we hired them. And uh, the food trucks had just become a very popular thing. Yeah, and it was right before that John Favreau movie, Chef, came out. It was before that, yeah. Right be- yeah. yeah. And um, I really wanted a brick and mortar. I think everybody that starts a food truck really wants a brick and mortar, and they use the food truck as a means to test the waters. And so we were actually pursuing the brick and mortar version, um, and it fell through for different reasons. And so I grabbed the last bit of savings that I had in my IRA and credit card money and borrowed mom money from mom and uh, decided to get a food truck. Right. And um vinyl wrapped a DHL truck. Yeah, it was really colorful. Uh, we got a lot of good press and um anyway, it was you know exciting and not exactly what I had hoped to do, but at least it was a way to test the waters. It just wasn't as easy as I had hoped. Um I really wanted to be in New York City and uh to be in New York City with a food truck, you needed basically the equivalent of a medallion. You had, there were only so many permits issued, just like alcohol licenses. And you either had to pay someone who already had a permit. A grandfather permit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, or buy one off the black market. I don't even think that that was a thing. But basically by by renting from someone who had the permit is kind of like a black market scheme because there was money that they wanted up front, you know, usually about 20 grand. And, and then, yeah. So it's gone up since then. It's probably double. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) In the last. Yeah. What is it now? 15. How long has it been? 14 years? (gasps) Has it been that long? Yeah. It's 2021. We started in 2020. No, 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 no. That the, the graphic design work and the architectural design work for a brick and mortar began with that, uh, agency in New York Mm. in 2007. But, um, yeah. So the truck, we, I basically rented at the end of 2009 and launched in February of 2010. Okay. And we started in Montclair, New Jersey. And, and Jersey City. And Jersey City. But we started in Montclair, New Jersey, and then the very first chance we... At my high school. We, yeah, yes, exactly. We started at my high school. Mm-hmm, Montclair High. And then 
we quickly went into Jersey City where the food trucks used to park again somewhat illegally uh because they had old laws about ice cream trucks right in jersey um the the laws were for mobile food uh, it was you had to move every 20 minutes not Bas- for liquidy beans or <laughs> yeah sloshing around uh so yeah it was difficult to move every 20 minutes it was basically impossible so you either had to secure a private lot and get the rights or rent a private lot um, or take your chances on street parking. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for a while we had a good run, but then the restaurants in the area in Jersey City in their financial district there, they started to rat us out to the police and the police would ask us to move and basically we'd lose our lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough business. It, you know, there are a lot of hard lessons Absolutely, you know. Yeah. yeah. What are those hard lessons? You got to those silly little grandfathered rules, mm-hmm. the competition of all the f- other food vendors around, mm-hmm. securing a license, mm-hmm. securing a commercial kitchen to prep <laughs> the food in. Yeah, or finding um, a commissary where food trucks can clean out their, you know, dirty water and yeah, because you had to do you had to dispose of that in a specific way in New Jersey. Sure, and then refrigerate your product. Otherwise, the refrigeration on the truck is minimal. Limited. Yeah, so we really couldn't buy for a week's worth of food. Right. Um, I mean, essentially, we were buying and you know. We had to get refrigeration in the basement of the apartment complex that we were living in to store food so that Did we could we really? prepare it on the truck. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because otherwise we would be shopping daily. Right. And and sometimes we did, but not the entire menu daily. Well, that menu so. was much smaller than the one we have oh, right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Well, it had to be right. Right. So. Anyway. How many items were on that menu? Just six, right? The sandwich and uh, ropa vieja, chicken, steak, and shrimp. The lechon, right? Yeah, and the lechon, of course. But and the, yeah, the did we have empanadas on the truck or no? Occasionally, we did. Oh wow! Yeah, and we did offer our drinks. We had the the guava crane and the mojito lime and the three sauces. Sometimes coffee, but that would blow out our generator. Oh, because <laughs> we didn't have enough electricity to run a rice cooker, coffee maker. Right. And all the other items on the truck, but we had great music playing we always. Did have We've great always music. had our Cuban music accompanying us wherever we went, whether it was on the truck or here in the restaurant. Yes, that is a staple for our business. They wrote up about that too, right? We were published about in three different um, magazines. I know that the New York Times did a write up about us. I'm pretty sure the the Montclair Magazine did a write up about us. And the New Jersey... The Star Ledger. The Star Ledger. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, we got a lot of coverage. Yeah, and uh, it was it was exciting, you know, to be part of that trend and to be popular. And um, did we already talk about it in the first episode about the... Sneaking into New York? Yeah. Not really, no. We didn't cover that last time. Uh, we, can co- we can talk about that really quickly. We've got a... We have a few stories about sneaking into New York City. <laughs> It started with uh, with the Cuban Independence Day. Yeah, 20 de Mayo. We drove, just you and me, we just drove into the city and started loud speakering the people. <laughs> Announcing our... 
our arrival. Our arrival, exactly. Yeah, we just drove around with a really colorful truck. And you made a lot of funny comments to on that, what is it, megaphone? That mic that we had. We had a yeah. mic that was attached to that loudspeaker. That's exactly. And I just engaged with people on the streets of New York, and they would wave and laugh. Somebody was climbing on a... Lamp post. On a lamp post. <laughs> and waving back to us. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. We, we have to go, we have to tell a few more stories about that. So next time, this coming week, we'll release a special podcast of just those really special New York stories that we've got for you. In the meantime, please stay tuned for the specials that we'll be offering this holiday season and make sure that you think of us when you think of your catering needs this December. Thanks, Lila. Appreciate the plug. Thank you so much for joining us again today, Lena, and thank you folks for listening. We hope to hear you guys again next week. Que toman en Veracruz y en Campeche A Soraya por la mañana Le gusta en cantidad 